Bangor Community Church podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. Our offering at the end of service today because I've asked Caleb, who enjoyed Caleb the last time he was with us in July. Excellent teaching gift uh, in this young 23-year-old man. And uh, I've asked him to teach on faith for finance as part of our um, series in faith today. So come on, let's welcome Caleb. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, yeah, so I have a short uh, video as well uh, to play. But before we go into that, um, I was just asked by Pastor Karen to speak on prosperity, but I think it's so good what she was saying today about having faith uh, to see the dead raised. You know, that's something that was happening in the early church. And only last week, I was actually um, I was actually preaching in Kingdom Harvest, and um, I'm trying to find it here. Basically, uh, the Anabaptists um, the Anabaptists were actually. So I'm going to read this. So the Anabaptists were a group in America, um, and uh, they uh, in Europe as well, and they said this, this is just off the cuff, but it follows on from what Pastor Karen was saying, yeah. and um, you know, there was a, there was a certain man um, called, uh, he was Anabaptist Marpeck, that's what he was called, Pilgrim Marpeck, and he lived in the year in the year 1600 right in the 1600s that's where he lived and this is his story about being raised from the dead he says uh, he's talking about people who've been miraculously raised for the from the dead and were martyred for their faith so it says many of them have remained constant enduring tortures inflicted by the sword rope fire and water and suffering terrible tyrannical unheard of deaths and martyrdoms all of which could have been easily avoided by recantation Moreover, one marvels when he sees how the faithful God, who after all overflows with goodness, raises from the dead several such brothers and sisters of Christ after they were hanged, drowned, or killed in other ways. Even today, they are found alive, and we can hear their own testimony. God was raising martyrs from the dead in the 16th and 17th century. And he's ready to do that again for his church. Amen. So I feel I feel that great anointing today for faith, right? So we're going to pray and we're going to believe. And obviously we're going to be talking about faith, financial prosperity. But let me tell you, church, faith is what moves mountains. Okay. God has already provided everything we need for life and godliness through Christ Jesus. That's what the word says. And once we believe that word... From the inside of you, rivers of water will start flowing and you'll begin to see mountains being moved. So we're going to pray and we're going to ask God to bless his word. Father, we thank you because you are a good God. You are faithful, Lord. You are kind. You are gentle. You are compassionate, Lord. And we thank you that you have provided all things required for life and godliness, Father. It's not my word. It is your word, Father. And I pray today as we learn to appropriate this, Lord, as we learn to take the things that you have provided and use it, Father, I just pray that you will bless us, Lord, and that you will encourage us, Father, and that we will learn, Lord, to walk in prosperity, that we will learn to walk in faith, Father, a life of no lack, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, so if we go on to the next slide there. So the first thing I was going to talk about was understanding um, faith. So you need to have faith in the source, right? 
And this is something that I was just speaking about a few seconds ago. God has provided everything already we need. But we need to understand the nature and character of God. Okay, who is God? And why can, who, who, what is his character that gives us this provision? And, and I'm going to be talking in the context of prosperity. Okay, so God has certain things that he says about himself. Okay, and through his word, we, we learn, we'll understand first, we, we understand how to have faith in the source. But you need to understand who the source is, right? And so um, if you hit next on the next slide, that should bring up the video. Uh, I don't know if there's audio to it, but... Hopefully there is. I only have one daughter. She's now, she'll be 23. Right? Yeah. Uh, but when she was five years old, I sent her to church. She learned a scripture. And she came back in that little pretty flower dress. And she said, Dad, I learned a Bible verse. I thought, praise God. And I thought she'd go Give me some beautiful little sweet child Bible verse. I said, what did you learn, Jody? She said, Dad, a good man makes an inheritance for his children's children. <laughs> Five years old. She said, so I'll never have anything to worry about. Now she's married and she's still saying that. She said, oh, Dad, I'm so glad I was born to you. That's right. So we're blessed. If you don't think my daughter believed this, in America, I don't know if you have them in England, we have ice cream trucks. They go around the neighborhood. Ding, 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 And all the kids come out there. And the mama's so aggravated, well, go get an ice cream. Go. Well, I heard an ice cream truck in front of my house. What happened was my daughter was playing in the neighborhood park. Well, we, uh, a bunch of people live in it. We have a park for kids. She saw the ice cream truck. Ding, ling, 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 ling. She went, Mister, 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 Mister. And the guy stopped. She said, I want an ice cream. He said, okay. And now she's in the park. And she hollers at the kids, hi. They all come running over there. She says, give everybody an ice cream. And the ice cream man says, little lady, do you have that kind of money? She says, no, but my daddy does. <laughs> she said, give us all an ice cream. And she said, now go down the street. That yellow house on the left, just knock on the door. Ask for my daddy. He's got a lot of money. <laughs> exact words. This guy handed out ice cream. I don't know how many kids there's about 40 of them out there. I don't know. All of a sudden I hear ding ding ling ding ling ding 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 ling ling and I'm in my bedroom I hear that ice cream truck and I think Kathy must have stopped the ice cream man and get some ice cream. Comes to the door, he says, Does Jesse Duplantis live here? Kathy says, Yes. He says, May I speak to him? Kathy said, Yeah. She comes to the bed, she says, Jesse, the ice cream truck man wants you. Did, did I say that right? I said he wants me. I said, What are you doing? Are we investing in the company? She said, I don't know, you just want you. So I walked. I said, yes, sir, can I help you? He said, do you have a daughter named Jody Duplantis? I said, yes. He said, well, she just stopped me at the park and bought an ice cream for everyone, and you owe me $47.80 and 80 something cents. I said, what? He said, she, she said you had a lot of money. <laughs> I 
I looked at Kathy, she looked at me and said, I got me some money, bless God. I paid the man, walked out of my house. I went, Johnny! 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 I saw the little eye, I went. Well, I thought she'd come by herself, but the whole, all the kids come. Thank you, Mr. Jesse. Thank you, Mr. Jesse. They got ice cream all over their face. I can't, I can't argue with my daughter or discipline her with 40 kids behind her going, thank you, Mr. Jesse. Thank you, Mr. Jesse. See, what Jody did was she didn't make a provision for failure. See, you thought I was off this message. I am not. She did not borrow a few. She borrowed a lot. So I said, Joe, come here. Now you want to talk to me. I took her by the little hand. I got in the room. I said, Joe, Joe. And she's going, what? What? I said, what, what, what are you doing? She said, I'm I, I eating ice cream. I said, I know you eat ice cream. I said, why did you? Why'd you get everybody an ice cream? She said, you told me not to eat ice cream or candy in front of any children. You told me to share. <laughs> and I didn't want to share mine, so I shared the ice cream truck man's. I said, Jody. I said, do you know how much that costs? And she, I can see, and I never forget these little words. She said, we got a problem here. What daddy did you pay the man? I said, Yeah, I paid the man. She said, Well, you see, we don't, we don't have a problem. I said, Well, why did you do that? Exact words. And then big blue eyes her. She said, I figured you could handle it, Dad. You paid him, didn't you? I said, Yeah. She said, You see, you handled it. So if we just go on uh, to the next slide there, so, <clears throat> but yeah, I think it's, it's brilliant. He goes on then to say about how God spoke to him and he said, you know, why don't you trust me for ice cream? <laughs> so, uh, so that's the thing, you know, we need to understand the source. And if we read in Genesis 22, 14, uh, Abram uh, was on this mountain and it's beautiful because, you know, Genesis 22, 14 is completed in John 3, 16. Um, you know, and Abraham was, was on this mountain and God told him to take his son Isaac up to sacrifice him. And when he goes up to the mountain and, and, and Isaac is put on that and he's about to, to sacrifice his son and the angel of God stops Abraham, right? And, and he says, no, he says, God will provide, right? That's what Abraham called the place God will provide. And they found a ram, they found a lamb in the bush and they put the lamb on and they sacrificed the lamb, right? Um, and God was essentially there telling us what he planned to do okay many years later when he came through Jesus and in John 3 16 it says for God so loved the world that he gave so the first point I want to make to you tonight today is that God loves the world and the way God shows love is by giving okay God is a giver that is a character and nature of God God loves to bless you know, in India, we used to say God will bless you so much when he's standing upstairs because when he pours things onto you, he'll bless you so much that your roof will collapse. 
right? You'll get so much of blessing that it'll come through your roof, right? And that's what God wants to do to us. He is a giver. God cannot be without giving. That's just his nature, right? And this is the difference between, you know, Allah, for example, or, or any other God, right? The difference between any other God and our God, Yahweh, is that he goes by his character, not by his will, okay? So if God has a character of giving, Every single time you go to him, you can expect to get something because he will keep giving, right? That is his character. He doesn't will today, oh, I'll give this one today and I'll not give them tomorrow. You know, he doesn't change. If he did that, he wouldn't be Yahweh, right? Because that's not Yahweh, that's Allah, all right? Or that's Buddha, or that's Muhammad, or I don't know, whoever else, right? They all operate by their will. If I feel like it today, I'll bless you. If I feel like it tomorrow, I'll curse you. Our God isn't like that. His character is a provider. He is Jehovah Jireh. He calls himself Jireh. That means provider. So God is always giving. So that's the first point I want to talk to you today about is having faith in the source, right? The source will never diminish. God will never change. The reason he can say that is because it's based off his character, not his will. Okay? So that's the first thing. Um, The next thing I kind of want to talk to you about was understanding the gospel. So it's the next slide. And, um, you know, one of the things we need to understand is having faith in the gospel. Now, we've learned about the source. We now need to understand what is the supply, right? And this is where it becomes really, really important. So, um, you know, in John 10.10, 10, um, it talks about the thief coming to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that they might have life and life more abundantly and and, and and the thing the issue with prosperity with poverty is poverty is a curse okay poverty is a curse we read that in Deuteronomy 28 right but then we go on to read in Galatians 3 13 and 14 that God came to deliver us from the curse okay from the curse of sin and the law so if someone is living under poverty today there is a hold of the curse over their lives and I have good news for you right because some of my friends they used to say to me oh you know sometimes whenever um, whenever we talk about healing you know sometimes we'll say oh you know we, we, we have understood, we've learned, we've learned the word that oftentimes, you know, healing is something God has always provided. He has already provided. But if we aren't getting healed, sometimes we need a shift in our faith to the next dimension, right? And whenever, I, whenever people used to say that, some people get very offended by that. Oh, how can you say that to me? I don't have enough faith. What do you mean by that, you know? But I say to my friends, whenever, whenever I don't get something, okay, and, and, and I'm believing, and someone says to me, you need to have a shift in your faith. I go, praise the Lord, hallelujah, because the issue is me, not God, right? That is good news, because I can fix myself. I can't fix God, you know? How many of you here sitting can say, I can fix God? You can't fix God, but you can certainly fix your radar. You can certainly fix, you can shift your focus and refocus on God. So, so we need to understand the gospel. We need to understand the gospel. And the gospel is a gospel of prosperity. Okay? Now there's a lot that the devil's very smart. You know, he's used the gospel. He's very good at changing nice things and using them, turning them into labels that people then put on people. And you know, we've had this this massive label of, oh, it's just the prosperity gospel. You know? Let me break that down for you. Do you know what the gospel means? Good news. Okay? When was prosperity bad news? When was poverty good news? It has never been like that. You know, the world understands that. 
that it is good to be prosperous, it is good to have money, but money should not have hold over your life. And that's the issue we have in today's Christianity, is that the devil is very carefully managed to turn it around to make prosperity look like a bad thing, okay? Listen, I would rather live in prosperity than in poverty, okay? Call me what you want to call me, but that's what the word says, that he gives us abundance, life in abundance. So, so that's what the word says. And you know, um, poverty has actually become a mindset. You know, it's, it's become an idol in the world today, right? The devil's very craftily made that an idol. How do I know that? Well, go out and listen to someone giving a political speech. It's always about, oh, we are here to help the little man, the poor man, you know, we need to help them. And everything is so focused on, on but, but you know what? A lot of these politicians, they don't go out and do anything for the poor people. They keep them there so they can get their votes. I'm being honest here. But here's the issue. The issue is we've started to idolize Poverty, you know, and, and you've had all these, when I was in university, we had this massive slogan, you know, poster that said, tax the rich, you know, and things like that. We've started to make the rich people somehow this, these bad people, you know, we have to stay far from. And, 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 but yes, there are wicked people who are rich, but the Bible says he stores up the riches of the wicked for the righteous. That's what the word says, right? That's not my word. That's what God says. So riches aren't the problem. People are the problem, okay? <laughs> we need to deal with that. So the devil has craftily changed that. We're going to go back to what the word says. And I'm going to knock down another thing, which is in Job chapter 1, right? This is another thing. And Job says, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be his name, right? That is a theologically incorrect statement. The Lord gives and he gives again and he gives more and he keeps giving and he never stops giving. Okay? That is the truth of the gospel for God so loved the world that he came right Jesus was given Jesus wasn't taken back you know he was given to us and he's still giving us life today so the truth of the gospel is and in Job uh, 42 he repents and he says I have uttered things I don't understand so Job goes back and repents for all these theological misstatements he's made but you still hear people today going Oh, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. That is theologically incorrect. There is no basis for that in the entire Bible. Trust me, I have looked it up. Okay, I have looked through the entire Bible for this statement to appear again. It only appears in Job. Right? And so, and so we need to understand that, that we need to change our mindset. We need to understand what the true gospel is. The gospel is a gospel of giving. Okay? It's a gospel of giving where God gives. So now we've got that. So now I've kind of gone through the source, right? We've had, we've had faith in the source, faith in the gospel. But now we need to understand faith for uh, blessing, okay? Um, and uh, this is something that, that, that we, need to, we need to kind of, we need to change our mindset, okay? The difference, and I've said this before, the difference between a blessing, okay, and a miracle is this. When you get a miracle, it means you have gone from one pit to the next pit and God has pulled you out of that pit. When you go from a blessing to a blessing, it means you were here and now you're going here and then you're going here and then you're going here. That's what a blessing is. That's the difference between a blessing and a miracle. Miracles are great, right? Waking up one fine morning and finding 5,000 pounds in your bank account, God's just suddenly placed there is amazing. But wouldn't you like to have 5,000 pounds in your bank account every day? 
<laughs> you know, that's the miracle. That that that's what you know. It's not this 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 mentality of going from one pit to the next and then Lord save me, Lord get me out of here. That's living in miracles. You want to live in the blessings of God, you know. And, and my friends and I've said this. I think I said this year before. A friend of mine once said to me, um, "Kill, how do you like?" I I say I enjoy I enjoy food, right? And you can probably see it. I really enjoy my food and I like to have good food. So when I go and I cook my own food, I go to the butchers and get my meat. I don't like to go to Tesco and get my meat. So I like to go to the butcher and I can pick out the correct cut and all of this. And my friends are like, you're so lavish when it comes to food. And I was like, well, you know what? My father owns the cattle in a thousand hills. You know, that's my mindset that I don't live in lack. I'm never going to live in lack. Do you know why? Because I have faith that I am the blessed one of the Lord. Yes. Right? I will never live in lack. Right? There will never come a day. And if that ever happens, it means I have shifted my faith off God and put it on myself. Right? So if you believe in the blessing, okay? If you have faith for the blessing, you'll begin to see the blessing. Yeah. And. Um, you know, it says in Deuteronomy 8.18, it says, And you should remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth. Right? That's what the word says. And it says uh, in Psalm 35 verse 27, it says, Let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of His servant. Okay? So these are two things that I kind of want to explore very quickly. But the first thing is, God gives us power to create wealth, okay? This is something amazing, right? It's not, you know, wealth creation is actually a thing in the, in the secular world, right? So if you read books from like people like, say for example, um, uh, Trump or Bill Gates, right? They all believe in wealth creation. What does that mean? That means using your ideas, using your imaginations to create something that brings wealth, okay? And God has given us that power, that imagination to be able to create wealth, right? It's not, we don't have to wait for someone to give us wealth. We can create it. He's put it inside of us, right? He's given us that power. But then the next thing it says is, he delights in the prosperity of his servants. And this is what the, the message was titled as being a delight to God every single day of your life. How many of you want to be a delight to God? Yeah? Right? I can see, I can see most hands up there, right? So if you want to be a delight to God, you need to start learning to live in prosperity. God gets excited when his kids are living in prosperity. It delights him. And, um, you know, Krefler Dollar was, was saying the story about how uh, he drives a, a Rolls Royce, right? And, and when he got the Rolls Royce, so it was gifted to him. He got the Rolls Royce, he got really, really embarrassed. He said, oh, you know, everyone around me is going to think this pastor is drawing so much salary, but it was a gift. So he sold the Rolls Royce, you know, and, uh, and, and God spoke to him in the middle of the night and God says to him, Creflo, I gave you that Rolls Royce. I wanted to see you drive it. That's what I wanted to see. I was being, I was delighted that you were blessed with that Rolls Royce. I put that there, you know, and, 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 and then Creflo said, oh, and then he came across this verse that says, God delights in the prosperity of his servants. So I'm, I'm a tech guy, you know, every time I get a gadget, and this is what happens, I love getting tiny gadgets, and every time I get a gadget, I get really excited. And I imagine God looking, going, ooh, that 
gadget there and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, can you see this? This is how it does this. You know, this is how it works, right? And God's getting equally delighted in me being prosperous, in me getting things as much as he is in me as who I am, you know? So, so, that, so God's not just delighted that you're saved, but he's also delighted every single time you learn to appropriate his prosperity, to bring it into your life, yeah. okay? So that's another thing that I kind of want to deal with is understanding the blessing okay so we've kind of first spoken about we've spoken about faith in the source right we've spoken about faith in the gospel now we've spoken about faith in the blessing so we're going to go on to the next one and that is understanding the freedom that prosperity brings okay so we need to understand uh, faith in the freedom that prosperity brings okay faith for financial freedom and this is a very important one okay you cannot give what you do not have okay if you don't have something you cannot give it okay and that's something that we need to learn so a lot of christians today are are, are trying to are, are living in this mindset of i need to really you know not get this much money and i need to keep it aside but do you know what god's not giving you your money for yourself no do you know why because god is your provider not your money Right, yes. your money that you get has been given so you can be a blessing to others. It sets you free to be able to help other people. Right. That is the point of money. Money in my life has never been a thing, okay, that helps me go, oh, okay, the money in my life is now, you know, is something I can I can now use for myself. Listen, two days ago or three days ago, I had friends come to my house and I said, oh, I need a, I need a new TV. Um, and uh, it was, so I think it was Sunday night, and they were like, oh yeah, we, we're coming on Monday, and we, we were thinking we'll all we'll watch the, you know, the funeral together. I said, okay. And so they said, but do you have a TV? I said, no. They're like, oh, we have no TV, we can bring it up and take it back. I was like, okay, okay, that's fine. I don't have a TV, I need to get one. And I was just thinking all this, you know, and I was like, Lord, I need to go get a TV. And they bring this lovely 42-inch TV, you know, and when they're leaving, they say, Kiel, we got this as a gift, we're gifting it to you, and they just walk out. I didn't pay a, I didn't pay a penny for that television, right? That because money doesn't give me provision, right? I am not going to use my money to provide for me. God is going to just send it for me. And sometimes he'll tell me, Go buy this and I'll give you the money for it, right? <laughs> it's like a child, you know? How many of you, your kids, you know, if you have kids, they don't go, I need to earn this money to be able to buy food. No, no, no. Mom, can I get some food? I'm hungry. There's nothing in the fridge, Mom. The fridge is empty. And Mom's like, there's plenty of food in the fridge. Look again. You know, check again. Look in the cabinets. But that's just what it is, you know. God is such a good God that He just provides. He just hands out to you. You don't even have to spend. So what's your money for? Your money is for you to be free enough to bless other people. Faith for financial freedom. That's what it means, you know. Your money, and, and, and another thing with, with money, I think, is a lot of the times we, we begin to, to think that, that money is, is a bad thing, right? And, and, and the Bible says it's, it's mammon, right? What is mammon? Mammon is a god, okay? It says, it says mammon is, is a bad thing. Now, what, you know, love for money, but then also talks about mammon, right? So what is mammon? Mammon was actually a god, okay? The god of money in, in, in the early, you know, whenever uh, this was being written in Roman times. Um, and, and, and the thing with mammon was, uh, basically you, you worshiped mammon and you gave your, yourself to mammon. And every time you gave yourself a part of yourself to mammon, 
he would bless you by giving you money okay that's how mammon the god of mammon works so he was a very works-based god right but our god is not a works-based god he's a grace-based god okay so he just blesses us and this mammon right so when, when we give our tithes and this is going to bring me to the next point when we give our tithes what we're doing is we're taking a chunk of territory from mammon and we're saying listen you don't supply right you're going to pay taxes to the real supplier okay so whenever in the olden days uh, a king went out and he conquered a kingdom okay he would go in and he would say you need to pay me tax okay and and that's that's how they would conquer kingdoms and that's how they would get taxes and they get really rich so when we take our tithes what we're doing is we're telling mammon in my life you are a defeated conquered foe money is defeated and conquered and is under my feet right and you are not my source and my supply god is my source and my supply so so that's what helps us understand you know financial freedom and this is something that we need to understand going forward um but then uh, you know in in second corinthians 9 and verse 68 it talks about you know if you sow sparingly you'll reap sparingly you know if you give generously you'll reap generously and um, one of the issues with the, you know sorry one of the things the points that the passage makes it says is that god is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work right money makes you sufficient to be able to abound in every good work god gives you money to make you sufficient to abound to every good work that's what god is giving you money for so that you're set free to do good work for him right so that's the point of money in our lives and then finally it brings me to understanding the investment um and this is uh this is where i'm going to go into a wee bit of a you know uh, a wee bit of a personal story in my life you know and <laughs> when i was here i kind of told you guys the first part because the second part had not yet happened to me and i need to tell you the second part right i said this in this church for the first time um whenever god gave me whenever i started my new job okay i started my new job on the 6th of september 2021 right as a software engineer and god gave me a salary and i said lord what you know what do you want me to do with with my salary how how do i give tithes you know teach me to give tithes and god said i'm not i'm not asking you to give tithes based on what you have i'm asking you to give tithes based on what you're believing me for right so i upped my giving right it wasn't 10% of my salary it was 10% of what i was believing for right and i started i started giving that much money and uh, maybe like 2 weeks in i got my first raise right it was it was 2000 pounds right it was a big raise 2 weeks in and then after that i was like oh but, but the, the the point i'd got to right would have required about 7000 pounds for it to match what i was giving right the 10% for it to be exactly the 10% of what i was giving god i would have had to go up by about 7000 pounds for just two weeks and got 2000 pounds raise i was like oh this is out of the ordinary you don't get that in two weeks but we'll see you know if we reach the 7000 pounds let's just have a look here uh 5 months in in january i came back uh, no I think it was March I came back and I get a call and said oh actually we've decided to give you another increase of 2000 pounds in your annual salary and I was like ooh that's really nice I was like you know god we're getting there we still have another 3 to cover and like 4000 pounds in your first year of employment 
you know, you don't really go much higher than that. And then, and then, and then in June, I get another call saying, you've actually gone up another 3,000 pounds. So that was 7,000 pounds, right? And I hit it down to the pennies. But this is not even, this, listen, this story gets better because then I came to this. And when I started working, you know, the 6th of September, God said to me, one year and then you're moving on. And I said, Lord, one year, you know, like one year is really short. We'll see. And then I applied a few places and nothing really worked. And I was like, you know what, Lord, if you want me to move on here, you're just gonna have to give it to me yourself because I'm not gonna search, I'm done searching. I'm just gonna lean on you, I'm gonna trust in you. And um, I got a call on the 27th of July saying, Caleb, we have this new job, uh, you know, and, and we would like to give you, uh, uh, would you like to come in for, for an interview? And I said, yeah, sure. Now at this point, because I knew that I was hitting that, that exact salary, right? I still hadn't started getting it, but I increased my giving again. Okay, or I had, I had, you know, I, I kind of made a covenant with myself that starting soon, I'm going to start giving. Yeah, I'm going to go up in my giving, right? Now to hit this next giving level, I was going to need nine thousand pounds in one year, right? And I decided my heart this is what it was going to be. And I went for this interview, and we were talking and all of this. And fifteen days, and I didn't hear back. And I said, right, I've lost that, you know. And um, and then a few weeks ago, I got a call and I said, oh, we'd like to bring in second round, third round, and then. A couple of Mondays ago, I got a call and said, Caleb, uh, we want to offer you the position and we're giving you a 9,000 pound raise on your current salary. So in one year, I've gone up 63% of what I started with. 63% just by doing what God told me to do, right? And this is what financial prosperity looks like. But even when I got that job, I prayed and I said, Lord, you know, I said, Lord, I'm going to ask you to give me the offer, okay? And then I'm going to make a decision because I think a lot of people, they cop out, you know, they go, Lord, if it is not your will, just don't give me a job. You know, don't bring it up. Don't bring it up if it's not your will, you know, or, or if, if something doesn't work, oh, it was not God's will. I said, no, I'm going to have faith to get all of this good stuff. And then I'm going to make a decision with God whether or not I should go for it. So I prayed about it and God said to me, I was kind of in the limbo after I got, I said, I need two days. So I sat down and I prayed two days and God said, no, go for it. This is me, right? <laughs> and God blessed me. Imagine going up 63%, right? But that was not something that I was looking for. And I handed in my notice on the 365th day of me joining that company. Exactly. 6th of September, 2022. That is the goodness of God, all right? Yes. So, I, I, and you can't tell me God doesn't prosper because I have seen this far too much in my life, right? Yeah. I mean, through university, you know, someone paid off my entire first year fees and as an international student, you know, it costs about 20,000 pounds per year. You know, someone paid it all off the first year's fees. I, I've come out of university after about 80,000 pounds in university, debt-free, zero debt. Right, zero debt. That's how I've come out of university. So you need to understand the principle of prosperity, but then we need to understand, you know, the investment, right? And we invest by tithing into the kingdom, yeah. right? We don't invest the way the world invests. The world invests in stocks and shares and bonds and, and, and cryptocurrency is the new thing, you know, and, and everyone's investing in all these food things, right? And not to say that I don't like a wee bit of investment here and there, but I invest primarily into the kingdom of God, right? And in Malachi 3.10, it says, Bring all your tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now, herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, and there shall not be room enough for you to receive it. That's how much God wants to bless you. 
your banks will start telling you we can't keep your money here anymore because it's far too much for us. <laughs> you know, that's that when you reach that stage, you know you're walking in Malachi 3:10. Right? Until you reach that stage, you need to keep pushing in. <laughs> you need to keep pushing in. You need to keep investing. Right? And so, uh, you know, Jesus had words to say about it as well. You know, in Luke 6, 38, it says, Give and it will come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will men pour into your bosom. Do you see? I have learned these things. These scriptures are not just scriptures to me. They're part of my life. You know, and, and, and when we begin to start living in this, we begin to see the blessing of God. And God, and it says, it says, be careful how you measure out, because the same measure you give out, the same measure is going to come back to you. What does that mean? That means you will get a lot, right? But if I use a cup and give a cup to Jesus, I'm going to get a cup and another cup and another cup. It's going to take longer. You know, so what I do, I take a bucket and give it to Jesus. So I'll get a bucket back. Right? Yeah. I get a bucket back and, I, and my barns will be full faster. That's what that means, right? It's with what measure you meet out, that's the same measure will come back. It'll keep coming, right? Yeah. But it's the speed. You want more speed? Give more, give a bigger bucket, give a bigger, give a tank. Buy a tanker and give it to Jesus. You know, that's what you want to do. You want to give everything you've got. And you know, you have to give till it starts getting uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one time I remember I was in a wee bit of a crunch and I got a ministry gift, right? <laughs> and the Lord said to me, all that ministry gift you're going to give to another church. And I said, oh my goodness, like I would really use, I could really use this ministry gift. And I said, okay. So I gave the whole ministry gift. The same evening, my uncle and aunt called and they said, we want to bless you. And they gave me double of that. You know, so learn to invest in the kingdom because that's how you'll get your investment back and forth. And so, you know, with that, I just want to close. But I want to close with, with a slight warning because uh, in Matthew 25, God gets angry with people who hoard and don't invest. Right? In Matthew 25, God is talking about these, these servants and he gave one servant, you know, five talents and another two and another one. And the person who got one dug a hole in the ground, put it in, closed it up and never invested in it. Right? And the other two investors, when, when the master came back, he got really, really angry with the servant who did not invest and just hoarded. This is a warning to all the hoarders. If you are hoarding, right, God, he actually says, cast him out into utter darkness, right, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. God doesn't like. As the same with your salvation, is the same with your money, is the same with your healing and your health. Invest that in the next generation. Invest that in your kids. Invest that in your families. Find a person on the street if you have to invest in them. But invest the blessing. Invest God, what God's teaching you. There's a lot of amazing things you've learned from Pastor Karen. Invest that in people around you. It's very important. If you hoard everything that God is blessing you with, God is not going to be pleased. All right. So with that, I just want to bring my my, my sermon to close. Uh, you know, in summary, we've done we've done five things today. Right. We've, 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 uh, so we go to the next slide. Uh, it is having faith uh, in the source, faith in the gospel. Uh, we need to have faith for the blessing. We need to have faith for financial freedom, and we need to have faith for investment. And with that, I just want to bring it to a close and let's just pray and let's receive an offering because we've spoken about all this investment, right? So I'm, we're going to bring up the, the offering baskets, right? And we're going to invest. And we're going to invest right up in the front here. Um, I don't know if you have, generally, if you have music playing during this point, um, but we're going to bring up the offering baskets and then we're going to come in, right? And we're going to invest into the kingdom and we're going to pray, okay? And we're going to pray over this investment. Um, <coughs> Thank you.
You have some uh, music on here? To, feel free to, to come up, uh, you know, and, and yeah, we just, let's just sing a cappella. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. You're worthy of it all. Church.co.uk or find us on Facebook.